fighters out there. Are you ready? Well, you better buckle up because it's time for the show, ladies and gentlemen. Straight out of your sister's bedroom. It's your girlfriend's favorite podcast. Without further ado, it's the Wing Scoops Podcast with your host, Wee Needham. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Ring Scoops podcast right here on ringscoops.com. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, round of applause right there for Ring Scoops. I am your host, the webmaster, Wade Needham. I know it's been quite some time since we did a uh, podcast here on Ring Scoops. Uh, they are few and far between now, um, but, uh, you know, we'll hopefully we'll change that. We're getting back on track. Um, it's, it's been a very frustrating summer. It's been a roller coaster of emotions uh, this past summer. But we are on track on getting things back on the right track. And we're going to start that right here with this episode of the Ring Scoops podcast. We are doing a live to tape right here. Ring Scoops podcast. You may be listening to this on Anchor. You may be listening to this on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Or you might actually be watching this live on Twitch right now because we are streaming live, live to tape. There you go. Um, but yeah, today is Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022. The time is 5.31 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm not going to waste too much time, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about SummerSlam and we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw last night. Um, and in brief, we'll, we'll talk about Vince McMahon. You know what? We'll get that out of the way right now, right? All right, so, you know, it's well documented. We, we, we talked about this before. Vince McMahon, a lot of accusations coming out with Vince McMahon. There's NDAs that are being released. There's all kinds of different information about Vince. There's all kinds of different things, right? Um, he, 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 there's an investigation going on with the board. Um, he, 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 he temporarily stepped down for a little bit. Stephanie McMahon came in as the, uh, as the chairwoman. He is uh, also uh, no longer the uh, CEO and all that stuff. And then, um, and then uh, more stuff came out. And then Vince McMahon issued out a, that he was retiring back on July 22nd. Just on Twitter. Just, hey, I'm retiring. 77, I'm gone. That was it. They made a big, big announcement about it, right, on, on corporate.wb.com. Um, Stephanie McMahon is the chairwoman. Stephanie and Nick Kahn officially have been appointed co-CEOs. Um, they both also obviously have, you know, board seats. Vince McMahon still retains his 81% voting stock and voting power and whatnot. So regardless, you know, he, he, he stepped down, he, he retired. Uh, he, he doesn't have any um, actual direct, you know, decision-making with the company. It's all, you know, there, when you structure a corporation, you know, there's, there's the, the board that runs the company, there's investors, there's shareholders, there's stockholders. And just because you own 81% of the voting power doesn't mean 
that you still have a say in the day-to-day operations of the company. Um, you have an influence and you can make suggestions, but when it comes down to it, it's the board that still runs it. It's, it's, it's interesting how that's set up. Look at Steve Jobs and Apple. Look at, um, there was another one recently, right? I can't remember off the top of my head of what it was, but it's gone on many times. The, 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 to me, the most famous one, obviously, is Steve Jobs and Apple. He got kicked out of his own company, right? Vince McMahon, in essence, got kicked out of his own company. Um, but he, he still has his shares, which means that he's still going to make money, even though he's not running it. Uh, you know, and he, he has some weight behind suggestions. But he does not have, at the end of the day, the yay or nay, you know, push. That's still the board. That's still the board. And politics, obviously, could come into play. He could have an influence on different things. I don't think it would get to that. But um, Bruce Pritchard, no longer um, head of creative. Triple H is head of creative. Um, Johnny Ace, no longer head of creative. Triple H is head of creative. And as Jim Cornette recently pointed out on his podcast, that back in the territory days, head of creative and head of talent relations combined was the role of the booker. The promoter promoted, the booker booked. The promoter would get with the buildings, he would advertise, and he would pay. The booker would get the talent... The booker would then put together a card. The booker would book. And it makes sense, right? And as Jim Cornette pointed out in his podcast, WWE is so big that not one person can handle that. So they had to split it up. You had to have somebody that works on the talent relations and you had to have somebody that worked on creative. And they were supposed to talk with each other. As we can see over the years, especially with the dynamic between, you know, NXT versus the main roster that was not the case because in NXT you also had your own <clears throat> you had a you know essentially a, a booker you had Triple H was doing a lot of the creative he had a hand in talent relations but it was William Regal and a man by the name of Seaman Canyon that was talent relations um Years ago, Seema Canyon, he left NXT, and I think it was more so Triple H kind of absolved all of those roles. Hey, Minty, we got Minty in the chat right now. He said he just pre-ordered AEW Fight Forever on Nintendo Virtual Boy. All right. Are you sure it wasn't for uh, Atari Jaguar? Because I think they made an announcement it was coming out for the Jaguar today, too. Um, And it's bundled with E.T. as well. Uh... (laughs) Minty, hope you're having a great day, man. Um, but yeah, so Triple H now has full reigns as as a full old school style booker, right? And um, oh, oh, we got 200 hell yeahs from Minty. Thank you so much, Minty. I really appreciate that. Really, really appreciate that, buddy. Uh, love the support, bro. Okay. Going back to this uh, the Triple H, so he's got full reigns of it. I think it was the first SmackDown and the first Raw kind of like you know still had a lot of the lingering you know old effects and whatnot. 
Um, I didn't really watch Smack, uh, SmackDown before SummerSlam, but SummerSlam definitely had a different feel to it. SummerSlam had a, had a different atmosphere, a different feel, a different everything. And then Raw last night certainly had a different feel for that as well. Uh, Triple H's influence has definitely already been seen just off of those two shows. SummerSlam, SummerSlam, man, I, I, that felt like an old school style SummerSlam. Like I was telling my buddy the DA while we were voice chatting while watching it, um, that it I had I had a vibe, a certain vibe. I had SummerSlam '92 vibes in a way, because it was an outdoor event for SummerSlam, and just just the way that it felt. It just the the pace was more. It was easier to digest, in my opinion. Um, the the matchups, you know, seemed fresh. They were still familiar because you know it was you know, changing of the guard, right? They already had this card booked, but there was just there was some kind of weird freshness to it. You opened up the show with an extremely strong Raw Women's Championship match: Bianca Belair defending against Becky Lynch. This story goes back a long time, right? It really started with Becky Lynch having to give up the title two years ago. She was out with the pregnancy and whatnot. She came back last year at SummerSlam uh, and and beat Bianca in, uh, what, I believe 18 seconds, you know? And then she had a, a hell of a run, you know, all the way up to WrestleMania, dropped the belt to Bianca. Then we got the big rematch a year in the making on that part, and Bianca Belair won. Becky Lynch, unfortunately, got injured. But we saw some people return. Bailey came out at SummerSlam, and she returned. Dakota Kai came back. Io Shirai, with her new name, Io Sky, called up from NXT, now part of the main roster. And we had a, uh, a showdown between the five women at the end of the match. I loved it, man. I loved the match. I loved the story they told in the ring. The surprise at the end with the new trio coming out. Um, it was fresh. It was new. It just felt like the women's division got got an injection of of um, adrenaline. That it much needed. We haven't seen Bailey in over a year. And now we got Dakota Kai returning to the company and being called up. Same with Io Sky. And so now we've got two new faces. Not baby face, but two new faces on the main roster. And somebody we haven't seen in years. So technically, really, you could say it's three new personalities being popped right in there. Unfortunately, though, Becky is going to be out for a while. So it's kind of like two. But still, what the, think of the possibilities with all of those, right? With all of them women, the possibilities are endless. Second match of the night at SummerSlam was Logan Paul versus The Miz. Uh, you know, normally when the, the celebrities come in, I kind of I grumble a little bit, like, ah, what are we going to do with this? Because it's hit or miss. At WrestleMania, though, Logan Paul surprised me with a really good performance, and he was going into this match against The Miz, and The Miz to me never disappoints. So I was actually looking forward to Miz and Logan Paul, and I thought they had a really fun match. 
it was very enjoyable. And I love the dynamic of, uh, you know, obviously having Maurice out there, but having Tommaso Ciampa out there and all that stuff, too. It's just a really good act. It was a good match. It was fun. Logan Paul beat The Miz. Oh, and by the way, in the last match, Bianca defeated uh, Becky Lynch. And that was just, it was fun. It was really, really fun. Um, third match of the night, and it was a very short one, less than five minutes. The United States Championship match, Bobby Lashley successfully defended against Theory, and he won the match by submission. The match was not too short. It was not too long. I thought it was perfect. It, it was. It was It was perfect. And Theory, while he is an up-and-coming talent, and they're most likely going to be pushing him to, to build him up towards the top, he could take a loss right now because it's still early in his push. He's got money in the bank on the on the back burner. At any given moment, you cash it in, he gets the belt, and he's relevant. You know what I mean? Um, so he can afford to take some of the losses, kind of like how Edge was in 2005. Edge took some losses in 2005. They were still building them up, but he was able to take some losses. They balanced out. It was an ecosystem. They balanced it. And I think um, I think they might be heading in that same direction with Theory. Next match was a no disqualification tag team match. A no DQ match. Sir. No DQ. Yeah, yeah. No DQ. Uh, we got the Mysterios defeating the Judgment Day. And Edge made his return. A lot of people were expecting this video package to be about Edge, considering the nature of it. There was still a very, you know, a very vocal group online that um, that said that it it could be Bray Wyatt. Uh, it would have been really cool if it was Bray Wyatt, but it was Edge. Um, so you know, Edge came back. He's he's going to be. Going after the Judgment Day. Mysterio's got the win on this match. And, uh, you know, I mean, it is what it is, right? Judgment Day don't lose heat by taking this loss. Mysterio's get a big win. You know, they they move up. Dominic out of this definitely needed it. Ray is either or. And then Edge will move on with his program with the Judgment Day. And they, and they don't lose steam because it was, you know, Edge that cost him that. So, still, fun event i was having a blast watching this we've got some good surprises we've got some good matches we're halfway through the show i've been enjoying myself watching this this is a really good SummerSlam. this is a really good solid pay-per-view we got the next match a singles match pat mcafee defeated happy corbin and it it, it was a, it was a fun match was it the strongest from pat mcafee in the last two years of, of, of any time he's been in any kind of match? No, but that's fine because, you know, at this point, we expect certain things from him and we know that he's not a full-time active competitor. Bring him into big match situations. He delivered. I mean, that's all I can say about that. He delivered. The match didn't suck. He delivered. You know, Happy Corbin, you know, it was, it's, you know, come on. He did his job. <laughs> He did his job by doing his job. We had the, uh, um, we had the, uh, not it's not orchestra, the, the the singing group, right? The, the acapella or uh, what do you call them? What do you call this? The, you know the singers, right? They were out there, uh, Bombass Corbin. They were singing Bombass Corbin, the opera or the you know the vocal group, whatever. 
it's on top of my tip of my tongue. I can't get the freaking name of the group out there, the, the you know, what it's called. Anyway, good match, good match. Uh, we got the uh, uh, undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship match. Jeff Jarrett is the special guest referee. The Usos successfully defended against the Street Profits, and this was a very, very solid match. Yes, Cat uh, and and CMR work in the chat. Uh, the choir. That's the that's the proper term for it. The choir. It was the choir. I inquired about what it was called, and they answered it in the chat as choir. Inquire. Inquiry. But, uh, yeah, so we got that. We Really good stuff, man. Um, I, I tell you, I'm trying to find... I mean, if I really wanted to nitpick, I can nitpick. But I don't want to because I was having such a blast watching the damn pay-per-view. Uh, Usos and Street Profits, they tore it down, man. This match didn't go um, too long, in my opinion, either, uh, like some of their other ones in the past. It was just right. It was in the Goldilocks zone. But how many times have we seen Usos and the Street Profits, right? Regardless of them constantly delivering, you know, Street Profits still couldn't get the job done. Couldn't get it done to Mania. Couldn't get it done at SummerSlam. They got to be at the end of the line now. They have to. Usos need to move on to a, a new set of tag teams. We we desperately need it. Uh, the women's division is, is is being put together really well right now. We need the same uh, revitalization of the tag team division. Uh, and now we've got the semi-main event. Well, by, by definition of what the semi-main event is on a wrestling card is what this match was. The SmackDown Women's Championship, Liv Morgan defeated Ronda Rousey. And Ronda Rousey was pissed. And Ronda Rousey pulled a, a Ken Shamrock and she started going after everybody. And uh, it's good stuff right there. And um, I remember when I was uh, voice chat with DA, I was telling him, I said, man, they, they got to do something with Ronda Rousey because this run sucks. And, uh, you know, they got to they got to play to the strengths of these people. And literally, as I was saying that Rhonda like flipped, man, and she started pulling the Ken Shamrock stuff. And I was like, I got I got giddy. I got giddy. I felt I felt like a, a high school freshman girl with an all access pass at the Backstreet Boy concert. In the summer of 1998. That's how I felt watching Ronda Rousey's heel turn. Full-on heel turn. Her attitude and all that stuff. I, I, that's what I felt like. I felt like it was summer of 98. I was a freshman girl in high school. I got all-access pass to the Backstreet Boys in the NSYNC concert. And they were, uh, they were in the back waiting for me. That's what I felt like. That was good stuff. That was good stuff. Cat in the chat says Rhonda has called out fans for so long she needed to go heel and be like, F that shit. Yes, that's right. That's right. You know, Rhonda is a very polarizing figure. Um, the babyface run didn't work. It didn't it didn't necessarily really work the first time around. And uh, you know, people were just excited that she was in wrestling, and so they kind of forgave it and she was new. But years later, her second run, it felt like it almost felt like a Rocky Maya Via thing. She was being pushed down her throat as a baby face. 
wasn't working. Nobody liked it. They put her up against Charlotte, who's very polarizing herself as well, and people are tired of her. And people were cheering for Charlotte. You know, she was the lesser of the two evils. But what they're doing with Ronda, what they did with her at SummerSlam, if they keep that up, man, then, you know, we got ourselves something going. And it was less than five minutes. So, good good thing right there. And now the main event, last man standing match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns defending against the Beast Barack Lesnar. <laughs> and, uh, you know, everybody's been going nuts over Farmer Brock, right? Well, guess what Farmer Brock did? Former Brock brought a tractor to the ring. Oh, man. These guys were all over the place. And I mean that in a good way. It wasn't, you know, a match like this is going to have some sloppy stuff to it, right? Visually, it's going to have some slop. It's a last man standing match. These guys, don't they don't like each other. They're going to beat the crap out of each other. It's not going to be a technically sound match. We're not going to see wrist locks. We're not going to see hammer locks. We're not going to see hip tosses. We're not going to see uh, rear naked chin locks. We're not going to see any of that. We're going to see two guys, two sweaty guys, beating the crap out of each other. We're going to see two big, sweaty guys slapping meat. That's what we're going to see. We're going to slap meat, man. Slap meat. Yeah. That's what we're going to see. You know? And that's what we got. Brock Lesnar with a tractor lifted the freaking ring up on one side of it, man, in one corner. It was just visually really crazy to see the ring like that. Roman Reigns, he, he, he stumbled, he fell back, he fell out of the ring. It's just a whole lot of stuff going on in this match, man. Austin Theory, or I mean Theory, he, he came out, he teased cashing in. Uh, the ref never made the announcement because he just got his ass kicked. So, Money in the Bank is still intact. Uh, great great tease right there. Um, Paul Heyman got F5'd on the announce table. The Usos got involved. Uh, like I said before, there was a tractor. Um, Brock Lesnar even picked Roman Reigns up with the tractor and, and dumped him into the ring with it. It just was nuts. It was crazy. It was 23 minutes of just carnage. It was unique. It was for these two guys who have battled each other so many times in the last five years. It was a very fresh, unique matchup between these two. It was a lot of fun to watch. There was not one single moment during SummerSlam that I can recall that I said to my buddy DA during the voice chat. Not one moment that I would think I ever said, man, I am fucking bored. There may have been like maybe a split second where I'm like, ooh, that, that wasn't right. Or, you know, ah, maybe a little work there. But not once could I ever recall saying the words, fuck, I'm bored. Or, Jesus Christ, when is this over? Not once. And it's been a very long time since I said that from start to end on a wrestling pay-per-view. You can definitely see the the influence of Triple H. This was changing of the guard. We've got his we got the old regime, the culmination of what they were doing, Triple H infused into it to finish it off and to also set up for things to go on down the road. And then we go to Monday Night Raw last night. 
there have been there were tweets out there that people were saying that this this was uh, you know like internal tweets right or discussion with people that worked in WWE. They were saying that this was being set up to be a, a statement show. And I saw you know quite a few people on on Twitter last night after the fact say, oh that show didn't make a statement at all. I beg to differ, man. I beg to differ. Look at this. We've got Bailey, we got Eo Sky, and we've got Dakota Kai. Um, two of them called up from NXT, one of them back from an injury that kept them out of the ring for a year, right? So we've got three fresh faces on screen. And they were like the focal point of the night. They were getting involved constantly. Um, you know, Bianca is involved with them. Becky had to bow out because of her injury. But Asuka is involved in it now. Alexa Bliss is involved in it now. Asuka and Alexa Bliss were kind of floating around, don't know what they were going to do. But now they have something. They've got something they can sink their teeth into. They have got their their teeth sinked into this. And it's not all necessarily about a title, too. And you got branching storylines. Because you can easily move on to other things. you got Bailey and Bianca. They could feud for the belt, right? But then you can do Alexa Bliss and uh, Dakota Kai. And then Asuka and uh, Io Sky. You can do different combinations of them. You can have uh, the six-woman tag matches. Um, you could do all kinds of stuff. You could build up towards a main roster war games match with uh, with these women. Bring in a, a fourth onto each team. Hey, and there you go, man. You know? Um, imagine if they brought back uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi and they split them up. And you have Sasha Banks on Bianca's side and you have Naomi over on um on Bailey's side. That could be an interesting dynamic right there. And Survivor series, you've got a war games match. And leading up to it, obviously you have a series of singles matches. You flip flop some of the pairings between them. You have some title matches here and there, some tag matches. Um, you know, you can even do a, a battle royal between the eight or the six or the eight or whatever. So many possibilities. But they were they were such they were infused into the heart and soul of this episode of Monday Night Raw, those three women. All night long, throughout the three hours. We've had uh the, the matchups felt very fresh. We had uh, the Miz versus AJ Styles versus Mustafa Ali, which was a great match. AJ won. He goes on later on in the night. Uh, for an opportunity to take on the uh, United States champion. We got Montez Ford versus Seth Rollins in a, in a phenomenal match. Alexa Bliss and Asuka had a, a, a pretty good match. Ended in a no contest, but it was still good. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Dolph Ziggler, and Chad Gable in a match. Who would have ever thought to put them in a match together? But it worked. It was such a really good match, and Ciampa won. And that was another match right there where the winner would go on for an opportunity for the U.S. championship. So we set up for the same night a number one contenders match between Tommaso Ciampa and AJ Styles where the winner would go on to take on Bobby Lashley for the United States championship. Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair and Io Sky ended in a no contest. So continuing that. And what was I saying, right? You have a combination of singles matches, tag matches, all that kind of good stuff. There's the beginning of it right there. There it is. Then we got Ciampa and AJ, who had a fabulous match between these two. And Ciampa won the match. 
Tommaso Ciampa beat AJ Styles on Monday Night Raw after he also beat Chad Gable and a former world champion, Dolph Ziggler, at the same time as well. So Ciampa got, he was a made man. We've got some fresh talent on the main roster getting big-time wins, getting his profile raised. And Bobby Lashley, an established main eventer, is going to take on Ciampa and defend his title next week. And then the main event, the Usos and the Mysterios, new blood into the tag team division, the tag team title situation, new blood there, right? Usos won the match, yes, but you can run this back. It was so good. This just felt like a really good episode of Monday Night Raw. Probably one of the best episodes, not in months, but in years, Everything felt like it had a purpose. It didn't feel like there was one wasted effort on Monday Night Raw last night. Everything had a reason. Everything had a rhyme. It's like it's like a good television show. It's like an episode of Breaking Bad. It's like an episode of Stranger Things. Everything that was done, there was a reason behind it. It wasn't a one-off. There was a reason for it to continue something, to plant seeds, to see where this is going to develop. That's what it felt like. And it didn't feel like things were being on repeat. It just felt new. That's my opinion on that. That's my thoughts on SummerSlam. That's my thoughts on Monday Night Raw. That's my thoughts on the first two shows under the regime of Triple H as the head of creative and the head of talent relations talent relations ladies and gentlemen that's what that's what you would call what Vince McMahon was having 15 years ago was he was having relations with talent (laughs) alright there you go ladies and gentlemen that is uh, like I said that's my thoughts on SummerSlam and Monday Night Raw and the new regime here with the uh, Triple H running things on the main roster with talent relations Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh in the podcast right here we're going to continue on with the twitch stream though so those that are watching on twitch we are going to jump into hourglass on nintendo switch if you guys are listening to the taped version of this podcast and you if you want to participate in the live version of this every tuesday at 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern on twitch twitch.tv slash ring is when we hold these live streams so you guys can check that out interact in the chat as well we had Minty in the chat a little while ago. Again, Minty, thank you so much for the 200 hell yes. Um, earlier in the night, before we started doing the podcast, Cat cashed in twice on 300 hell yes. So that's 600 hell yes. And uh, had to eat some nasty bean boozled jelly beans. So that's another thing that you guys would miss out on if you don't watch the Twitch streams, but you only listen to the audio give podcast. Me a hell yeah. I said, give me a hell yeah. And Cat uh, right there with 100 hell yeahs. Cat, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Don't forget, check out ringscoops.com. we got all the different links on there. We've got the Twitch channel. We've got the T-shirt shop. We've got VR chat. We've got the card game. We've got all kinds of good stuff. Ring Scoops, man. Big things popping, little things stopping. All right, I want to thank everybody out there for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Until next time, from the Webmaster Wayne, I'm saying thank you. 
Good night and be cool. <laughs>